Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very 20th episode of the Expeditors podcast, where you can hear about front of my topics in the logistics and freight forwarding industry through the lens of a global logistics provider. I'm your host, Chris Parker, and today we are taking a step back from the global shipping crisis to focus on visibility in today's world. We're going to start with how it's evolved over several decades. We'll talk about the state of visibility in logistics today, the challenges of bringing the logistics industry into the digital age, and how to navigate a landscape rife with solutions and platforms so that the depth of data and information that you have can continue to drive value. What does quality visibility look like? To answer this question and many more that I have is going to be our Senior Vice President of Digital Solutions, Jose Ubeda. Jose, welcome. Hey, Chris. How are you? I am doing well. How are you doing? Couldn't be better. Happy to be here with you. Oh, that's a pleasure. It's been a while. It has been a while. How has the last 18 months for you been? Um, it's been actually busy. Um, from a personal side, I added a, a new little creature to my family. Congratulations. So yeah. yeah, things are good. Oh, a human creature. A human Not, creature. Yeah, you, yes. didn't, you didn't go and adopt a, adopt a dog or anything like that. You. No, 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 no. After five tries, I finally got my first boy, so pretty excited. <laughs> Congratulations. Let's get to know you a little bit more uh, on the professional side here. You've been with Expires a long time, right? Uh, could you walk us through what your career has been like? I'll talk about my first 37 years with the company. <laughs> sure. So, No, hey, I, I started the company at a rather young age, uh, 17 Prior to that, I was delivering newspapers and working for a delicatessen making sandwiches Yeah, and was fortunate to stumble upon uh, Expeditors uh, in 1984 and have held various positions, uh, spent 25 years in the geographic area, uh, department manager, sales, messenger, DM, RVP, et cetera, Mm -hmm. and then uh, was asked to move up to corporate and uh, was in the product role, uh, managing the, uh, the air product. Uh, for about 10 years. And then uh, recently I was asked to take on a brand new role uh, for digital solutions. So I'm now the SVP of our digital solutions, uh, promoting SaaS products. Uh, But uh, it's been a good 37 years so far. Excellent. Excellent. Could you talk a little bit more about digital solutions? Like what is, what's the goal of this department? Chris, as you know, we've always believed that we were leaders in technology. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we've recognized is that, um, you know, we've always listened to our customers and we've always wanted to curate or or create something that would be beneficial to individual customers. And over time, we've developed some really unique, I think, SaaS platforms that we wanted to make available to the entire uh, industry and to customers around the world. So uh, I was asked to to lead this group, really start it and, and begin a process of selling our software solutions to customers to answer some of the problems that are they're trying to solve in supply chain today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're fairly young. We're about a year into it. Um, we have five organizations that report into digital solutions and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a good, good first year. Okay. So then digital solutions sounds like a, a big departure than from air that you had been doing for 10 years. What got you interested about digital solutions and what kind of keeps you excited about what you're doing today? A couple of things here. Um, one, I was in the air product for 10 years, so it was just, it was just time for a change. Mm-hmm. And, and I've always been interested on the tech side, a little bit of a, a geek that way. I'm not a coder by no means, but this, in, this space that helps transform organizations by combining a level of expertise, sprinkling some technology, and then having that global network. It just I found it extremely interesting when Jeff asked me to, to, to lead this up. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, for one, it was it was change a time of change in my career. And then I was a little curious to know, like, what, what can we do with this as a company? I'm excited to talk to you, given your 37 year career here, because you've seen a lot of change. I'm, I'm going to assume here. Yes, uh, quite a bit. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even more in this past couple of years than we than, may uh, need more than one podcast to talk about. It. <laughs> All right. So over the last 37 years, uh, what would you say have been some of the biggest shifts that you've witnessed throughout your career? Well, for one, I don't use a chisel and a cement block to, to log in <laughs> files anymore. Sure. Uh, but no, in all seriousness. So um, I, I think one of the biggest things that I've seen uh, is globalization and in really how products are either manufactured or moved around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and also the dominance of China and Japan and Korea and really the, the, the rest of Asia and how that's taken shape and form. Um, I also, you know, you've also seen a lot of consolidation in our, in our industry, whether it's on the service provider side or the freight footer side, Yeah, a, a huge focus on compliance in all areas, you know, the evolution of technology, uh, things being more data driven in the speed in which data uh, moves. And I also think that um, our industry has really become what I would call more that professional, uh, that the, you know, and even the pandemic is actually uh, accelerated as well Is that it's elevated the importance of, of, you know, our industry, whether it's on the service provider side, whether it's with our customer side and supply chain or the freight mm-hmm. forwarder side, that it's just, it's become a really important part of how the world operates. Um, and then the internet, I mean, let's face it, that's really <laughs> driven a lot. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot, lot to it, but those are some of the things that are top of mind that come, come to mind. Yeah. In terms of, I guess, service, uh, norms, expectations, uh, the culture of logistics, um, the way that uh, either service providers or carriers are working with each other. Uh, what are some of the norms back in the day, for, for lack of a better way to put it, that wouldn't just cut it by today's standards? Like, how are our expectations changing today? Well, I mean, the, the first one that immediately what comes to mind is the speed and accuracy of information. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that, that, that comes to mind. And um, it's just, it's the way we work today as humans, whether it's on the personal side or business side, is that we want to know where information, we want to know the information, we want to know where things are at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's trickled into the, the supply chain side. But, you know, um, some of the norms you think, you think about just from a, just a pure industry standpoint, and this kind of tinkers a little bit with what's changed in that um, you can't just be a single mode service provider. Uh, you have to be able to do everything on a global basis and have that global footprint. And do it well. Uh, and do it well. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember back in the day, I could let a customer know, here's your flight information or your bill laden information with vessel information or flight details mm-hmm. and just give them an estimated transit time. Estimated doesn't work anymore. It's mm-hmm. nice to have, but people want to know where things are at any given time. Um, and I think that um, that has really added a new dimension to what customers are looking for today. Looking at today with our customers and and other organizations, what kind of world are they navigating in? Like, what do they find stressful? What are they being asked of? You know, with no answers to give back. Well, I think the 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 the, the biggest answer is where's my product? Sure. Whether it's an order, whether it's cargo that's moving, and you know, you you say what, what what world are they navigating? I, I really believe that our customers are living in this new visibility economy, mm-hmm. um, and I think that. Um, if you start thinking about it from a personal standpoint, we can order food online and know when it's going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> Customers want the same thing with their freight. And why not? Yeah. And they, they want that. And I do believe, I really do believe that because supply chains have become so complex and so uh, multi-layer with different tiers of suppliers and where the things are being manufactured and delivered, that customers deserve an enhanced experience of visibility. It really is. Can I have access to information anywhere around the world and can it be instant? Right. 
can we make sure that that all my stakeholders within the ecosystem, their supply chain collaborate and work together for a common cause for the customer? And the other part is that, is that visibility or that data actionable? Can I do something with it? Can I make a decision with it now? Mm-hmm. Right. And then is, will it will then provide me ongoing value. And I think when you start thinking about the gravity of the word visibility, it's really that access information anywhere around the world instant, instantly has to be collaborative, has to be actionable and has to provide ongoing value. The days of providing a, a milestone that's entered in by someone after the fact or providing conveyance data it's kind of passe. It's good to have, but it's not actionable. And I think the where customers are trying to navigate that kind of that, that utopia is I need this information regardless of who's involved in my supply chain, working together, holding hands and helping me out. And I think that's what the industry is trying to get to. Mm-hmm. But the, the world of visibility, that visibility economy is where we're at today, in my opinion, when it comes to supply chain and that data and freight have to move simultaneously at the same speed. Sometimes data needs to move even faster. You said trying to, it's a world that, that logistics is trying to get to, to provide this for customers. Are we not there yet? Are we, I mean, the digital age is here. Is logistics behind somehow? You know, um, I don't know if we're behind. I mean, we have some components that have been digitized, but if you think about our industry, it's probably one of the last major industries that still has still some analog processes involved. Sure. And there's some elements of digitization or things that are now using technology, but there's so many different individuals that are involved. And then you then have maybe some disruptors of technology that may not understand logistics, but are trying to bring technology to the table. They're trying to, to, to find that, that true answer for what customers are looking for. So I think, I think it's moving along, maybe not as fast as people like. I do think that the pandemic has enhanced it and accelerated it, that we need to get there sooner and faster because it's highlighted a lot of gaps in supply chains oh, yes. that maybe we kind of knew they were there. But now it's become obvious because the challenges we're having moving cargo all around the world. What's an example of that? You know, like the pandemic accelerating things, changing the way that we understand visibility. Could you give an example of what that looks like right now? Well, if you think about there's there's less planes flying around the world. Sure. Right. Right. And but there's high demand of people still purchasing products and there's still manufacturing going on. Um, And you have e-commerce that comes into play. Demand is at all time high. You know, whether it's in the truck side, on the, on the ocean side, or on the air side, and you're starting to create congestion. So imagine freight coming in from Asia into the U.S., landing in a particular port, um, and the congestion started. You need to be able to, you know, that is enhancing where you're starting. You, you might have had at times peak periods where you had congestion or some sort of backlog. Mm-hmm. Now it's just starting to continue to build up and it's not stopping. Right. And you need to be able to find out where your freight is. So it's, it's really pointing towards how do I make my freight more visible? The other part is, you know, what we've seen has, is you see organizations at the, at the C-suite take more interest in understanding about supply chains and why is this happening? And you're hearing the word resilient being thrown out quite a yes, bit. And absolutely. people are trying to, 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 to make sure their supply chains become smarter. They're trying to create intelligent supply chains. And that starts with understanding the foundational elements of what are the gaps that I have with visibility? And then how can I use that data and the information to improve? And that's kind of like that ongoing value. So, you know, the examples are more like, Hey, there's high demand, not enough supply. It's creating challenges at both origin destination. It's highlighting problems that we always knew existed, but now they're, they're being accelerated and you're seeing they're being enhanced. And then you're trying to figure out how do I make sure I avoid this in the future? How do Mm -hmm. I make sure that 
they, the capacity I need, I can maybe forecast and predict better. How do I know if there's something that's happening at any given time while freight's moving? Can I course correct that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think all those things, the pandemic has accelerated. The things that happened in the past, but maybe more, it was more seasonal. Sure. And now it's just continuing to happen. I would imagine that a lot of supply chain leaders out there today, their friends or families probably had no idea what they did. Yeah. And now they've become supply chain heroes because they're helping commerce or helping move product to get to, to the shelves and stuff. Yeah. And it's become such an important topic. Yeah. Think about yeah. supply chain. The topic itself shows up everywhere now. Yep. People talk about it. So people understand the significance important. So the visibility piece has become super important. And I believe there's going to be leaders and there's going to be followers. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe that those who take advantage of this time right now, to really dig into their supply chain and understand where the gaps are anywhere within the supply chain could be on the international front, could be on the domestic front, could be just on the final mile front. If really understand what is going on and understand that foundational work and then start looking for the solution. Talk about giving, having an advantage of building a resilient supply chain. Yeah. That to me, I think those who really take the time to first figure it out in terms internally, and then look for the solution and fit that in and learn from it and add that value. Those are the ones, those are the ones, the companies that are going to lead and have that resilient supply chain, in my, in my opinion. You, you, you talking about the C-suite uh, having a renewed interest or, or maybe a new interest in, in logistics and, and, and their supply chains. How would you explain visibility and um, the perfect world of visibility to folks who are kind of coming into this uh, with more questions than an understanding? Well, I, I think that I would try to explain to them that first that the, the visibility is driven by data and data is currency and that currency should continue to add value. But yeah. what I would try to explain to them before I even got to the topic of visibility would be, do you currently understand the foundational elements of your supply chain and how it works right, or doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And have you highlighted areas where you may have some areas that could be more efficient or there are gaps that happen at manufacturing when you're sourcing your raw material and doesn't get there on time and you've, have you figured that out? Or is it just in the movement of cargo? I think when people think about their supply chain, they are what I call segments of visibility. It could yep. be at the first mile, could be the middle, could be the end. And customers first need to understand the foundational elements of their own supply chain and then start having the question about where do I need that visibility and then why and how am I going to use it? Right, right, right. And what if, what particular stages too need more more visibility than others, perhaps? Yeah, because I, I sometimes think, Chris, that um, you know we're talking about the word visibility, and we've said it several times, and it's really <laughs> driven by technology. Sure. Right. People think that technology is always going to answer sure. what customers are looking for, mm-hmm. and I I would caution customers before they decide on a platform, a service they're going to 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 select is first understand what the problem is because it may just be one part of their supply chain, not the entire one. And they may end up spending money and doing things they don't need to do mm-hmm. is first identify that. And I think that is the kind of like the first step and, and to be able to go, what do I really need that, that, that needs to be fixed? All right. So I've been seeing and, and hearing a lot about a lot of new entrants in the, uh, in the world of these digital solutions out there for, for, uh, for organizations. Could you tell, talk a little bit about what that looks like, what that, what that world looks like in terms of wanting to find solutions? Yeah, I, I, would, I would tell you that when I'm super fascinated about what people are trying to accomplish to support organizations to help manage their business and be more effective at it. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that technology alone is not going to answer that. But Chris, to be honest with you, there's, 
the list is long in terms of the amount of new companies out there trying to solve a problem, whether it's delivery of, of shipments, whether it's the middle mile, whether it's the final mile, uh, whether it's a data aggregator trying to get you know, service providers to provide information to then the end result to the customer gets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's trade management visibility. There's forecasting tools that help you. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. And I think everyone's trying to find that answer. And I think it's really great. I think, I think what, what really needs to happen is that, you know, you have technology providers and that's all they do. That's what mm-hmm. they specialize in, but they may not have the, the knowledge about logistics, but they're really trying to find those answers. Sure, sure. And some of them are startups and, you know, they're, they're just trying to navigate their way through, you know, their business, but also trying to find that answer or that solution for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that then you have the technology solutions that are more mature and have been around and they're evolving over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think, there's a lot of players in the market today and customers need to be conscientious about what they're trying to solve. What, what is the problem they're trying to solve? What is the job they're trying to get done? Because think, we all get excited about the new shiny object out there. Sure. And, and I, I would, I would provide guidance in saying that. And I think I said this earlier is that try to determine where you're at today with your supply chain and what are those gaps? Mm-hmm. And then as you look at what solutions out there, make sure it's an organization that actually has been around and has some experience in our space uh, and then actually has the ability to evolve over time and stay relevant and keep their product young because let's face it, software is inherently broken. It's yeah. people always want more, yeah. right? Yeah. And do they have the, 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 the backing to be able to do that? And I think one thing that people always forget is do they accelerate their, their people? Meaning do they help their people you know, accelerating their careers, because that to me is kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. If you create a good company that, that supports their people, helps them grow, well then helps the company grow, but also serves their customers. Well, the other part is that whoever a customer decides to use should also look for someone who's going to accelerate that customer and becoming better at what they do in their supply chain, but also maybe help them accelerate in their career. So they look good in front of their their, their company. And I think that technology alone is not going to solve the problem. You need to have experience in logistics. You need to have boots on the ground. You have to have that global network, but you also have to have the ability to have really good people that work for you as well. Yeah, and I think yeah. that all works hand in hand in making a decision after you determine what the gaps are within your supply chain. I really like what you said about the solution, not only helping your customers, but also helping your, the organization from within and advancing those careers and, and bringing more growth for, for the personnel too. That's a, that's a, that's a very interesting perspective. I, I never even thought of like technology being able to do, but it sounds like it can do it. It, it can, and it, and it should. Hey, listen, machine learning, artificial intelligence, those things are pretty amazing. Yeah. But I still think it takes some good people too. You yeah. need to have some good experience and having good people along technology, I think is a really uh, strong combination. You know, Chris, I, I just, something just came to my mind is that yeah, um, please. As, as we've been having this conversation and you start thinking about what we're talking about is that, you know, the first question you asked me is like, Hey, what is changing your 37 years? And sure. I kind of walked you through some of the things. And, but when I started thinking about this, you know, supply chains have been forced to change. Yeah. They've had to change. They've had no other choice because whether it's cost of manufacture, they have to source somewhere else, you know, labor costs is cheaper. They have to remain competitive. Mm-hmm. And with that then comes, well, then we're going to, we're going to outsource our manufacturing through, you know, contract manufacturers, or we're just going to do things differently. We, we stay cost competitive. Uh, but then, you know, we also have to make sure we add other suppliers to do other things. So they just become more complex, but they've almost been forced to do this. They hadn't mm-hmm. really no other choice because 
the competitive nature of globalization. And so with that came all these other challenges about trying to find out where's my stuff. And I yeah, think that yeah. um, the combination of all that is that really there wasn't a choice. Uh, you know, things just became more global, more local as well. And if you don't have that choice, at the very least, try to maintain control of, of the path, the trajectory of your organization and, and its growth. Uh, and it sounds like visibility is definitely like good visibility uh, and a good partner for that is is definitely helpful. Um, closing question for you here. What would you say 50 years down the line, 100 years into the future uh, in a magical land? How do you see the world operating? <laughs> Sorry. You're asking how I see the whole world operating? <laughs> I wish I knew the answer to that yeah. one. <laughs> I, I would call it kind of a or promised land, maybe? Yeah, the promised land. Yeah. <laughs> I think total visibility instantly and globally, period. I, I think when it comes to this, this topic that we're talking about um, and what customers are seeking, because if you have that and you have the information and it's actionable and it provides value over time, yes, having that at any given time at your fingertips, be able to make decisions and then get the stakeholders to collaborate together in support of the customer, to, because I think customers do deserve that enhanced experience. Yeah. Total visibility instantly and globally. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jose. Uh, if people wanted to get into contact with you to learn more about you or uh, Digital Solutions, where can they find you? First of all, I, want, I just want to say thank you for uh, giving me this, this time today. Um, yeah. I, this is such an important topic. I know we could go on and on talking about this, <laughs> uh, and it's an important one. And, um, and I think customers uh, are looking for answers. Um, I can be reached here uh, in Seattle. I'm based here at the corporate office. I can also, uh, people can find me on LinkedIn. Um, and if, you know, if supply chain resiliency is uh, top of mind for our, for anyone out there who's interested, uh, you know, our digital solutions, we think we're, we're the right partner to turn your information uh, into insight that's actionable. Uh, we, we, we think that we can show you and, and, and demonstrate to you how to improve your costs, make your supply chain more efficient, competitive, and drive better customer service, but more importantly, ongoing value. And uh, I think we have a couple of uh, solutions out there. In fact, five of them that would really drive a lot of uh, benefit to our customers out there. So thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you've got questions or want to learn more about today's topic, check out the show notes for more information. And before you go, make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you're using so you won't miss the next episode. To learn more about Expediters, you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or simply visit us at expediters.com. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Oh,